0: Good evening everyone and welcome to another edition of the Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and joined once again by Aidan Ryan uh, on this evening's show. I was kind of getting a smell through the computer, Aidan, is that uh, humble pie uh, cooking there nicely behind?
1: Yeah, a small bit of humble pie. We have to give a bit of credit to Crew Park, don't we, Adrian? Yeah. After a fine victory in the TUI Cup, a really good win. Uh, all, all being on, on on penalties, but a fantastic victory for them as we had Fairview out now favourites for that game. I suppose the only, the only bit of cover we have is that we felt, or certainly I felt, that Paul Danner would play um, a full-strength full, a full strength team, or what we would have would be a full-strength team for that match. And as it turned out, he, he didn't. He rested four or five players on the bench. And while he did bring them on, uh, later in the game it's, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was obviously too late then in terms of turning the tide in terms of making sure the game went in their favour but um, great victory for crew. you got to hand it to them and by all accounts they battled their halves out and threw their bodies on the line and kept their nerve in the penalties because they believed they were 2 down in, on, uh, in the penalty shootout as well so kept going throughout and look you've got to give them credit for that You know, great victory for them
0: yeah, I won't sell you out, it I had Fairview as, as staunch favourites for that game as well. So I'll have to take some responsibility too uh, on that one. Um it was a, a huge win for for Crew Park. I suppose in some ways the the effort it took and the energy it took in cost them maybe three days later in the league, like we thought it would, regardless anyway, when they played Pike, um, uh, you know, strong favourites for for a league title charge as well and have won every game in the league. Um that brings me just to Pike before we move on to crew and regional later on. But Pike Rovers are away this week against Ashley Anacotti, Another huge game in the in the Limerick District League Premier Division. I was actually, you know, you'd be following, you know, teams and games closely every week, Aidan. but I wouldn't necessarily be looking at the table in huge detail in terms of goals scored and, and goals conceded all the time. But I have to say only one goal conceded from Pike Rovers, is incredible really after seven games.
1: Yeah, amazing, really.
0: Um, but I'd never, I never bet against Pike Rovers um,
1: when it comes to, to, to competition, be it league or or, or cup. Adrian, as we've, we've spoken before about their DNA, they keep this. They seem to keep themselves in games, even though they might be playing well. And when they are playing well, well then they're they're scoring a few goals themselves. And um, they've been very consistent in the league over the last nine or ten years. Um, and they have that experience in knowing how to manage league games how to take it to the wire like they did last year when at times it seemed that it was going to be out of their reach they kept going and eventually won it their form in the league this year has been has been excellent let's, let's face it and uh possibly a tricky game from sunday sunday we, we we just don't know how actually we want to react to what's happened the last three or four sundays um but pipe will obviously feel that if they get another three points on sunday that's it it kind of uh, well it not not put curtains on on Ashing's uh, title aspirations, but it'll certainly put a huge dent in them.
0: Yeah, it certainly would be the motivation for Pike, I suppose. Considering the you know the recent I suppose problems for Ashley and Cotty, I, I a lot of them have come in the cup, really. I know they lost Kuna, Aiden, but it just shows you if they do beat Pike, even though they'll have one more game played they'll actually go level on points with them. So, like, you know, if you can't get yourself up for that, if you're actually, you know, still having a, a great chance at the league after being knocked out of two of the major competitions, then maybe people will say there's something wrong with you.
1: Yeah, listen, we we we, we spoke about that last week, Adrian. We said that there was a league to play for, a two-week Cup to play for, and a Lawson Cup to play for. Still three big trophies to have a go at, even though they're out of the, the, the National Cup and the Provincial Cup. So there's plenty for them to fight for. You know we're we're querying the situation over the last few weeks where they've lost three. Obviously, the Coon game we you probably don't class it as a bit but it's a big league game in terms of uh, the points to be played for, and they fell down. You only in class that it as a
0: big game, Aiden, when you don't win it, you know
1: exactly. And they were expected to win that, so they they have a chance to redeem themselves, and they've had a little break. So we'll see what's what's happened in the in the last few weeks and whether they come out all guns blazing on Sunday morning to win those three points. I think it's very important for Ashington Adrian that they actually don't lose. Um, if you if you're John Lyssett, if if even you take a point out of this game Sunday, I think it'll be a positive result. Um, I don't think Pike will be overly disappointed with it either. Though I I I would obviously feel that they would like to keep that winning run going because
0: their league form has been has been excellent so far. Uh, considering consider Ashley and Coddy have conceded ten goals in the last three games as well. It is important, I suppose, to maybe you know start, if you keeping clean sheets or just keeping the scores down really as well. Um, and you'd imagine that would be the case. I know that you still would be close enough to to Shane Clark as well in um following your time with Jamesburg together. Is there any update on on Shane's injury from from your point? Well, he oh, yes, so far as I
1: know, he was still um suffering that injury during the week. I'm not sure whether he'll be back for Sunday or not.
0: Yeah, that's a. Uh, a huge one, Ashley Anicario. I suppose just because of his presence on the pitch as well, and you know, for even the the Pike players and then the many battles he's had with them uh, over the years. Um, I suppose in in terms of a prediction, what what would you suggest for this one? Um, I know for myself, it's been clo- close, but I think it'll be a close one. But I do think Pike may come over out, out on top. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm tipping Pike as well for
1: the three points. I think there's too many vulnerabilities in that Ashley defense given what we've seen over the last two weeks, and I'm not sure it'll be solved by by uh, Sunday. Plus the fact that I see Owen Henry made his return to the team, the Pike team, uh, last Sunday morning. I would assume Colin Walsh Lachlan isn't far off either. Steve McCann getting on the score sheet, which, uh, which, which is important as well in terms of uh, confidence. Um, the other the other thing is, Pike have a major threat from set pieces, Adrian. Mm. And I, I think Ashling are very vulnerable there. So I feel Pike will just about um, get over the line in Sunday and get
0: to three points. Um, so, Aidan, we know that we, we discussed how they started Pike with a 5 3 2 against Fairview. It's generally a 3 5 2 when they do go for that formation. And you just mentioned Don Hanron he's a player that has slowly but surely been moving back the field uh, as he's has got older into his 30s. What do you make of the the switch when? Because when he plays in a 3 he normally plays at at left, centre, back. What do you make of that move? I think
1: long-term, it could be a very good move for him. I I would still be inclined to play him up on the left, uh, Adrian, the left of the five in, in, in the middle of the field. I'd play him on the left of us. I still think he's an awful lot to offer there. Listen, he's not as quick as he used to be, but he's technically so good. He's a huge amount of experience, knows how to read the game, so knows what positions to take up. And the big thing about him is he's a two-way player, Adrian. When he's out in that position, he's not only good going forward, but he's very good on the way back as well. He'll give you an awful lot in terms of how to defend. Um, and also, of course, he's attributes from set pieces. He can deliver good balls into the box. And if he's not taking them himself, he's also a threat in the box because of, obviously, his physique and his height. And he's a guy who chips in with goals every single season. And And, and as well as that, he's a huge leader on the pitch. So, uh, given where Poyker at the moment, he's very, very important to them.
0: Yeah, that's, that goes without saying. Just to move on now, Aidan, we have um, Crew Park, who, you know, maybe still will be trying to recreate the performance against Fairview. They host Region United on Sunday morning. It's, you know, it, it's effectively a must win, Aidan, really, because if you look at the league table, if regional were to win, it does totally end the crew's chances of finishing in the top six. Now we don't know what the ambitions of the bottom six sides are, maybe to get into the, the top six. But you know, realistically for a crew, if they want to keep those, those hopes alive, they, they have to win on Sunday.
1: Yeah, they have they have to they have to get three points on Sunday. Started the season off really well, Adrian. Um got some got, got some decent results, but it's come off the rails the last the last uh, month or two pretty poor results. The, some of the farm hasn't been great, albeit they they won that 2 Cup match against uh, Fairview. Um, a lot of players missing out of the squad the last two or three games. Certainly um, question the fitness, which we alluded to earlier on in the season, some of the fitness issues in the team. and uh, The way their farm is at the moment, I can't see them actually winning the game. I think regional will win that match. Regional, I think their fitness levels will be higher, a lot more quality in the team. Even though the the back line is probably very experienced from regional, from there up back here in the they are quite young, but I feel they've a lot going for them. Uh, this regional team, if if they if Sean has harnessed them them right, and if they're up for the game Sunday, and they manage it right, I think they can uh, they can take the three points.
0: Yeah, certainly. And I know that will be the end for, for Sean Russell. Speaking of goals against and goals for, I know that Regional United you know, have conceded twelve in the league in, but if they're also joined second, excuse me, in terms of scoring goals as well, which is um, you know, something that Sean Russell definitely will be pleased with because we know he likes to play an attractive brand of football, but there is penetration there by looks good so far.
1: Yeah, and he's he's lots of players on the pitch that can attribute to that. As I said, we've alluded to before, you've Pat McDonough or Duff. Kieran O'Connell, uh, the young lad in the wing, I think, boys, His name is quite yeah. good. Yeah, technically very good. Um, but I, I think, I think, I think they'll make the top six, Adrian. But you're talking about that goals against column, and listen, that goals against column is going to be void when you get up into that top six because you're going to be playing teams of a higher standard. Obviously, teams that have a huge goal threat and keep clean sheets themselves. And uh, he's need to go. He's need to. He's he's going to need to tighten up at the back. There's absolutely no doubt about that. As the season goes on, he has a tendency to play that three at the back, Adrian, and they tend to play out from the back a lot. And I've uh, spoken several times about that. That's it can be um it can be cause it's you can't get at it, and you, you can't cause um, Do
0: you think it might be more of a, a mixed approach uh, needed, especially if they were to make top six? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think he might need to go to a four, Adrian. And maybe uh, tighten up a bit and maybe look at, at tightening up even in front of that four and making it a bit more narrow, making it harder to, for teams to beat him. But listen, there is a Russell philosophy there. And uh, I, I'm not so sure that's going to change. Um, He, he likes to play a certain way. So listen, I, I've said before, good luck to him. But if, if they do make that top six, he's he's going to need to tighten up considerably on
0: on what they've been doing. Even though you haven't spelt it out, judging by our comments, I assume you think that the Dorado Club will come on top? I do, yeah. I think they'll they'll get the three points.
1: I think there'll be a big motivation for them to, to get the job done and dusted in the next couple of games because the split is coming. So um it's going to be it's going to be a big game. It's going to be a big game for crew as well because there's no doubt they would have harnessed ambitions of the top six. I actually felt at the start of the season, given the amount of experience they had in the team. And with a couple of young lads that have been uh, signed, like Adam Dorn, David that, Park um, that maybe they might have a, 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 a done a little bit better than they have. But I, I feel uh, Regional and, by the looks of it, Neen are going to pick them to that spot.
0: Yeah, I do agree with you. I think Regional will win. But I think everyone in Crewe Park will be happy enough to see the two of us go at Regional as well, uh, considering last easy, week's... Uh, easy but, team,
1: top for but... Good morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So we'll be uh, waiting with better breath to see the results on that one. Um, Also as well, uh, there's Charleville against Kuna in the league, which all of a sudden now in terms of you know the, the bottom six outlook is very important because Kuna have been on a, a great run. Obviously, we know they've been reinstated to the two-week cup. There's two league wins on the bounce, building off that and a Coddy win last week as well. And there's a chance here for Kuna to put six points between themselves and Charleville. Now, while we know they, have, they will have to play each other again twice, as well as the other teams in that zone, like likes of as well, that's a, a decent cushion for Kuna. Absolutely. Spot on. Listen, they've done really
1: well the last few weeks, Adrian. I saw their game against Ashling, And uh, as I said to you, I felt they deserved to win that match, the battle they have. So we're very well organised. Obviously left it to the last minute with that goal to win us. I also saw them Sunday against James and I went to the game Sunday morning. Um, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a really good game, given where the two teams are. I tried to tried to both sides, try to get it down, play good football. Borough dominated the first half. Um, played the better football. Probably the decision-making in the last third hurt, hurt them because... I certainly felt they were getting through the the Kuna midfield rather easily, but when it got into the last third of the pitch, there were just just a few decisions that they got wrong. Probably taking a little bit too much out of the ball, rather than pulling the trigger around the edge of the box when they had openings to do so. Uh, Kuna took the lead just before half time. Borough didn't didn't deal with a throwing down their left hand side of the pitch. Jermales did really well to roll the centre half near the end line, crossed it in. And unfortunately for James, where I came off a defender and went into the net. Um, the second half, a little bit more even at the start until Kuna had, unfortunately, a man sent off for a second jelly card. Gordon McKevitt, I thought he was really unlucky now to be sent off. I saw the incident um, and I, I felt the referee got it wrong, even though the referee had quite a good game. So Kuna were down to 10 men for the last 20 minutes. And to be fair to them, Ian Connolly, who was caretaker manager for the day, set them up with a five across the back and four in front of them. They actually left Norman up top. And they just spread balls out to the right and left wings and chased it down and worked their socks off. Defended really well, got the blocks in, got the headers in, the tackles in, and of course Josh Ehan, who was my man of the match I felt with a couple of excellent saves. One particularly from a free kick in the second half. They saw it out and a great three points for them. And listen they're on 10 points now, Adrian. Another three three or four points coming to this place. They'll be delighted with that. It'll give them, as you say, that little bit of a cushion. And they played that game Sunday without Earls. Mm. and Earls. And Niall Earls had come back into the team for the Ashland game. And I think I mentioned him to you. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. But they had Andrew Layden and Joey Sheehan there on, on Sunday. Now, they had a few ropey moments, but they did really well overall. Uh, organized themselves, a lot of communication. They took Andrew Laden off uh, into the second half and brought on Rory O'Neill, and he did really well as well. So they'll be happy. Their squad is is starting to strengthen a bit. And uh, the last few weeks with the two-week cup uh, reinstallment has uh,
0: really perked them up. And they'll be looking forward now to these next couple of games. The cat's out of the bag, Aidan. You've put it out of the bag. I got a message from Ian Connolly after the game suggesting that, well, he wasn't suggesting, more so than stating that it was Jermoyle scored the goal for Kuna. You're now telling me it's an own goal? Well, I there's absolutely no way Jermoyle <laughs>
1: scored that goal. Now, if I was a goal scorer, I would probably do the same. <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely came off, and I won't even name the James for James a defender. It came off from about six yards out and just rattled into the corner of the net. But you have to give Joe Moyles a lot of credit now as well. Adrian worked his socks off up top in the first half, really made it hard for defenders to get out, even though he was up there on his own. And in the second half, when they went down to ten men, Joe was pushed out onto the left of the four in front of the five, and did a, a fantastic job, as you would always expect
0: Joe Moyles to do. He will do everything he can to help the team. Absolutely. And you were just you were talking about the points, Tally, right? Kuna have ten points if they win that game against Charleville, which, you know, we'll, we would imagine will be a close encounter on Sunday, that you're going to 13 points. I can't exactly remember, Aidan, but I think it was around 22 points that won that shield last year. I mean, you're talking about only nine more points if you're going by that. Now, it might be bigger this year, but, you know, that, that's a huge platform.
1: Yeah, and listen, you know, if, if you can if you can get that little bit of consistency in the league, you know, every, as I said before, every single point is precious. And you can prop yourself up a place or two. You'd be surprised where you can end up by the end of the season. And they've set that, like you said, they've set a great base for the whole team now. Important again that they go and get a result to Sunday. That won't, be, that won't be a given, no, Adrian, uh, against Charleville. That would not be a given. I mm-hmm. saw the two of them playing in, in uh, was it the Munster Junior Cup there uh, about a month back? And Charleville beat them 2-1. And Charleville did really well that day, now, I have to say. I thought they played some fantastic football and they, and they took their chances when they got them. So there'll be a handful for them on, on, on Sunday. So you certainly wouldn't write off uh, wouldn't write off Charleville getting a result either. You know.
0: Yeah, and we have discussed obviously the problem is Charleville had early doors in with you know the GA commitments. Um, and obviously coming up from, from the division below as well, it's always going to take time, you'd imagine, uh, to adjust uh, to the pace of the game in the higher division. Um, one thing I was surprised about was the the goals ratio in terms of, you know, they have conceded a few, but they've only scored six as well. And I was expecting um, more goals from Charleville, particularly with the likes of Shane Dillon there. I mean, I mean it's probably going to be a bit of a concern for Adam Castle and something he'd like to see an improvement in soon. You would, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, they
0: have been scoring goals in the Cups. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: you know, and some of the young lads, which is great to see, like Owen Clifford and McNamara, have been have been tapping in with goals there. But you would like to see more consistency in terms of goals in in the league. And we we uh, we flagged that early season, early in the season. I think I, I said Adrian that I, I actually didn't see a problem for Charitable scoring goals because it was in their DNA. But the problem they, they would have was at the other end of the pitch. Now that obviously they haven't scored more goals in the league, but they have been conceded quite a, quite an amount, and uh, that's. That's in their DNA as well. They're not a defensive side, Adrian.
0: Hmm.
1: Charlie would like to play the ball out from the back. get are not afraid to get the fullbacks high up the pitch. Um, and obviously relying on Shane Dillon a little bit. Maybe you're an over-reliance at times in in the league on, hmm. on Shane. And if you do keep him quite, depending on how you defend against him, um, you, you can nullify him. And I have noticed teams tend to lengthen the pitch when Shane is playing so that he can't get in behind them. And it makes it a bit more difficult. He's a dangerous player because he makes little runs across the defence and finds him spa- uh, himself in space in behind the defence. And uh, teams have been counteracting that by defending rather deep and nullifying in that way. So, listen, it's up to other players around the pitch to help out there and uh, chip in with a few goals for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And our final game to preview... As Well, and sees Janesborough, who obviously off the back of that Kuna defeat traveled to face Ballinanti. Uh, a huge task for, for Shane O'Hanlon's side, there's no doubt about that. Ballinanti looking at it, they're obviously but perched behind Nina slightly uh, on goal difference just going into the game here um, on Sunday. But you know, a big chance for Ballinanti with Anacotti and Pike playing each other as well to go up to to 20 points and, and get themselves you know, I'm not saying they're out of it anyway they're only four points behind but get themselves right back into the mix before we even hit the halfway point of the season.
1: Yeah, they'll be looking to get the three points here and they've had a break couple of weeks break Adrian so you would assume that um, David Dunphy and 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 Derek Bradish have been doing a bit of work on the training grounds and maybe any niggles and knocks they had uh, will have probably cleared up by Sunday. So a very difficult, uh, very difficult test for for uh, Janesborough you know, I, I said before, Ballinanti seemed to have an awful lot going for them this year. Strong, def- defensively strong. Adam Costello, Aiden Hurley. Certainly the find of the season for me, Jake. Uh, is it uh, uh, Adams?
0: Josh um, Adams, yeah, yeah.
1: Josh Adams, sorry, it's centre half. Certainly a big find for them.
0: And also Tommaso Connor, uh, Aiden, has been back in the side in recent weeks, too.
1: That's right. Made his comeback, and I think he scored, actually, didn't he, yeah. in, 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 in the last week. Uh, I think an eventful game because someone said to me he was sent off as well. So
0: that wouldn't be possibly, surprising if he
1: was anything that, like his brother. Be, he might be missing the game on Sunday <laughs> already after making his comeback. But listen, he's going to strengthen the squad. There's no doubt about that, and a lot of quality there, given his time at Limerick FC, etc. So, but it's from midfield up. Even Adrian, you're looking at the players like Dylan, Ke- Dylan Kelly Higgins, Adrian Power, uh, Habib up front. Uh, the two Fitzgeralds, there's there's a lot of quality there, technically a lot of quality, and the Burns is obviously in the squad as well, so a lot lot going for them, like the pattern the play that David has developed with them, they're getting it down, they're moving it quick, and they're a goal threat, and listen, they will have designs of, of getting up that league table and challenging up at the top, so obviously important that they get to three points to set themselves up, listen, they're going to be in the top six, no problem, there's no doubt about that, Um. So they they need to obviously concentrate. Don't te- don't take any of the teams they've left in the last round for granted, to make sure they're in the top six. And then listen, it's 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 big time in because you're meeting them. Um, you're
0: meeting all the top teams around you. Yeah, I remember when I interviewed Dave Dunphy after the trouncing of Fairview Rangers uh, earlier in the season. He did say that his side tend to struggle. They they have no problem getting themselves up for the big games, but they do tend to struggle against the teams that they're expected to beat. They will be expected to win this game, Aidan and. You know, I i mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know they played the likes of Granville and Cardhaven in the Cups recently, but they haven't had a high-intensity league game as of late. Um, do you think that, you know, that'll be a slight concern going into this for Dunphy?
1: Yeah, it will. There's no doubt about it because sometimes you can take these games for granted and you can become un- unstuck. Um, and, I look, I've always said, you just need to win these games, Adrian. You know, p- performance is fine. If you're if you're a club that's aspiring to win the league, just win these games, get them out of the way. If you get the performance, great. But get over the line and win them. It's so important. Jamesborough will come out. Shane has, has definitely developed a pattern play with Jamesburgh. You can see the way he's set up with wingers, and but he's just lacking that bit of quality at the moment. He has signed a few players there recently. James Power has been a really good signing. Uh, from Tipper. he's he's from Tipperary. Played a Sunday, was very impressed with him. Had a spell at St. Michaels. He's he's also signed Connor Arthur from from Ashing B. He's brought in another young lad from Caracanish. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But he, he has brought in a few players to strengthen the squad. But I just don't think they'll have enough of the likes of Ballinente. So I would expect Ballet to get those three points there to propel them further up the table.
0: Yeah, I do do agree with you on that one. Um you know, it it pains me to go into another two cup game, considering it's on right now or in the middle of it right now as we record, unfortunately, Eden. But uh, Nina and Pike, um, this evening, um, uh, you know, to obviously they've played each other very recently as well in the in in the league. So you know, it are in the cup as well. Excuse me. So. And um, they'll they'll be very familiar with each other. So um, I know that I'm gonna pip-pike to to go through, even though I should learn my lesson to write off someone so quick, especially Nina, who who will be sick of us writing them off at this stage.
1: Yeah, listen, They've, they've um kind of surprised us in many ways this season. Some of their performances have been have been excellent. Uh, obviously the the win against Ashton was astonishing in terms of the scoreline. The big question, I suppose, tonight for them is: Have they learned from that last cup game? I felt they defended too deep earlier on in the match. threw Pike onto them. Pike scored with a couple of set pieces, Adrian. Mm. And in the second half, Nina pushed higher up the pitch and condensed the play a little bit more, and certainly came back into the game. Albeit that they didn't create a whole lot in terms of chances. Um, so it'll be interesting to see now whether they've they've learned from that and, t- and take it into the game tonight. Uh, I, I, I'm I, going to tip actually Pike to <laughs> do point like it either. I think pike will, will get over the line. It could be a very tight game, but it depends on, on the teams as well. Um, pike if a, a, a big game, a big league game Sunday, you just see how, how Robbie uh, Williams approaches the game tonight and what kind of a, a team he puts out. You would like to think that he'll put out a strong team and keep the momentum going because they beat uh, Carew quite comfortably last Sunday and they had a good strong side out. So we like to think he he will do the same tonight because, as I said before, Adrian, this is a cup you can win, and I'll go back to the Crew Fairview game. I was very surprised at Paul Denner that he didn't play um, a stronger side to start that Crew game because why would you do it in the first round against Balenenti and put up a fantastic performance, winning five-one with your strongest mm-hmm. side? And I I have agreed with Paul all season that he has played a strong team in every single game. He has played a stronger team as strong a team as 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 possible. He didn't do it against crew and they paid the price for it.
0: So you'll to see what Rod Robbie Williams will do the same tonight. Uh, absolutely. And just to move, away, move our gaze excuse me, from the, the Premier sides at the moment to a Premier A side who I suppose will have caught the attention for keen onlookers like uh, yourself and myself anyway in, in Hyde Rangers under Declan Casey. I mean, they're second in Premier A at the moment. They've won seven of their 10 games after getting promoted. Uh, from Division 1A last year and I, I suppose you could correct me if I'm wrong not saying anything about your age now or anything but as far as I remember being involved in, in junior football we'll say for the last, well 12, 13 years at least, this has been the highest uh, ranking that Hyde have been in second in Premier A so um, I, I played them myself earlier on and they gave us a real a real thunk in, um, in that game uh, I've been impressed by by them so far Yeah
1: listen David look at the manager they have you know Declan has done it at all levels of the game Um, a lot a lot of experience a great football man so I would just look those players are learning loads of him and if he has them organised there's no doubt the pattern of play he'll develop with them will be very attractive it's great to see them up there it's good for that side of the city given what's happened to prospect yeah. I think it's very important that we have a team up that side of the city that's uh, Doing well in Premier A and maybe looking to get into the Premier. Very competitive league, Adrian, at the moment with the teams that are there. Really competitive league with Newport just ahead of them. And um, they're looking good at the moment, so you certainly wouldn't back a bit against them getting up into the, into the Premier.
0: I wonder, will Declan Casey be looking to give you a call? A little birdie told me that you, you got on the score sheet for that Lunker B recently.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's true, It was a gust of wind that drove me into the box. <laughs> and uh, that gust of wind managed, to, the ball managed to hit my knee and fly And Listen, it was it was great. I got a goal on Sunday against, against Newport. But actually, uh, the funny thing about the game actually was, the, the big thing I learned out of the game actually, you never stop learning agent. was uh, the conduct of Newport C. They had an, an average age of about 18, 19, maybe 20. There was about 15 of them there. They did no kind of manager as such. There was a couple of the young lads looking after the team themselves. And even though they were getting well beaten, Adrian, they never stopped throughout the whole game trying their hearts out, never whinged at the referee, never put in a bad tackle, continued to play the right the game the right way and were a credit to their club. An absolute credit to the club. And lots of other clubs, including including our our own club, can learn loads from that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that is that is brilliant to hear. Um, before that, I heard it was it not wasn't since 1999 that you'd been in the opposition box. <laughs>
1: but those those rumours are true. But Adrian, I'm I'm going to make a less a, lace, uh, a lace, uh, run now for the golden boots in two ways.
0: <laughs> right, we we'll wait and see. I'll be watching. I'll be watching closely though after this confident yeah. outburst. Uh, for the rest of the season. But uh my thanks once again to Aidan, Plenty to get through. Um it I suppose it's it's worth noting as well, Aidan, this time of year again, the matches switch from half ten to eleven o'clock as well. And I believe the clocks are going back on Saturday, so you'll have the usual rush of messages as well from managers to tell people to stop, but you'll get uh, just to get their clocks right and you'll still have about five players late. Any stations all around
1: Aidan, guaranteed. Happens Absolutely. every year.
0: And I suppose that's how that's what we love. We love complaining about it when we're there on the day. But um, yeah, my thanks once again, as I said to him And we will be back with you next week for another episode of Limerick Junior Soccer Focus. Thank you.